for a long time now. We have been searching. We have been looking for something. All of us, for many years. For something that we cannot quite define. For something that we feel is there, yet are at the same time unable to grasp or apprehend it. We have, all of us, in some way or another, felt this presence. It's very being saturates us in a way so pervasively that many of us do not even realize that it is there. It has become so commonplace to us that we think of it as altogether ordinary and fail to see it for what it truly is, which is the most profound and extraordinary thing we could possibly imagine. Personally, myself, I have been looking for this thing for quite some time. For so long, in fact, that I myself have felt incomplete as an individual, as a human being, without it. Other religions, other sources, other philosophies, other people, other ideas, other happenings in the world have in some way given me glimpses of it, have in some way given me an indication that it was there. Even some have gone on to name it, point to it, and call it a very particular thing with very particular action and happening that they ascribe to it, attributes of some deific profundity that uh, penetrate our earthly realms here. I, again myself, have been searching for this thing. Not only in my own existential wanderings, but also as something that I can cling to spiritually, something that points me beyond myself, that allows me to be more than myself. And in fact, that is what this thing does. It allows 
for us to be more. It gives us all a being, not just in our form. It doesn't just give life to being, but it makes being fulfilled. It brings being a flavor. gives it meaning, brings it beyond itself, back to this very thing. This thing is the source of all sources. It is neither infallible nor fallible. It is beyond the binary beyond the dialectic. It is beyond definition. Which is why it has become so important for me personally and for us in our efforts in this war to name it, to call it by something, to point to it and have something that indicates its presence and its power. What that thing is, the, the naming of it, as we have said in this war, language is where we began. Language is where we began to fight. And we did that because, as we have so often said, the way that we talk about things is how we eventually think and act. And through that action, through that thought, through the speech, we have an interaction, we have a, a marriage to this thing itself. As a matter of fact, everything that we do defines our relationship to this thing. And it is extraordinarily important that we understand what it is that we are doing as human beings. That we understand that this whole process of being human is something that is in constant relationship, not only with itself, but with this very thing, this undefinable, often 
mute because of its ubiquity thing. Again, me, myself, I have been looking for it for quite some time. I can't remember being enamored with it when I was just barely a teenager. I believe 12 or 13 years old was the first time I began to discover it. And through this thing, but by a certain other name, by a, a given name, by a tradition, I began my own personal journey that has led me here and led me to discover this new path, this new name, this new way. I also remember being on what I have always thought of as a very sort of infamous trip that, that really changed my life, a road trip after I'd graduated college in, in 2004, I believe. This road trip, I remember distinctly trying to, for the first time, define this thing, and the definition was beyond me. This is about a dozen years ago. Slightly more now. But now, several years into this war, after searching, after toying with entertaining, mulling through multiple possibilities. We have finally come to see it more clearly than ever before. And in fact, all of our work Everything that we did with Hajj, with Uncle T, with Uncle Chuck, all of our education, every the path, the academic professional path that we've traveled, that I've traveled personally, Middle Tree. what I've chosen to do with my professional life, all of that, just as everyone else's life has done something similar, all of the things that I have worked with and striven for are all a relation, are all an attempt to gain, define, have 
some sort of matrimonial union with this thing. And again, regardless of what you do in life, regardless of who you are, regardless of why you think that you do it, once we have gotten outside of conception, all that is left is this. Our lives are this very thing. Our lives are not just defined through this. They add to this thing. They help it to be, not to become, but to be. They prop up its existence because this thing is life. It is the creative. It is truth. It is the real. And we all seek it. All of us. And at every moment. Whether or not we are conscious of that seeking. It is what we do. It is how we spend our time. We not only attempt to do this for ourselves, but we attempt to do this for our family, our children, our brothers and sisters, our parents. We, in small actions and large, attempt to help one another gain this thing. We, all of us want to can be joined to this. What it is, is reality. It is truth. It is what is. As we mentioned, Many traditions, many people have attempted to call this thing by name and identify it. Attempt to explain what it is, how it works. It has been called the force, it has been called energy. Our scientific happening for law, property has been called Korah in philosophical circles. The Tao, the way, the track, being, and all of those words are fine, except that up to this point, we all ha 
have some familiarity with all of them. Um, and the most dangerous word. Possibly the thing that we are fighting against most vehemently outside of conceptualization is the word God. Because all of us think we know what this word at least means to us. All of us think we know that we have some familiarity with this word. And the reality simply is is that none of us know what we are talking about at all when we talk about God. What God is and what we are have become so estranged that all these other things that we do in life have come between us and it when in reality God and ourselves should not be separated at all by any degree whatsoever. However we go to church, we go to synagogue or temple or mosque or to the wilderness or whatever our own way to connect is. We go jogging for a walk, watch TV, zen out, meditate, whatever it is. All of those things are distractions. However, Because unless we meet truth, uh, unless we see what is in an unbridled way, completely unveiled, completely raw and naked, and in an honest, unintended way, that is without bias, without conception, without notion, then we can't see anything. And we have no idea what we are talking about when we talk about God. So we have suggested for some time now that that word, God, be stricken from all language because it has no basis in our experience. what a philosophical war has fought for from the beginning, what it has rallied with, uh, caucus with, is to expel that happening of misidentifying
a thing that we we think of as God or giving a misnomer to what God is and how it acts what its existence is if it is at all and what our war has contended from the onset is that we needn't talk about a god per se to obtain the real thing to what what is and if we could get rid of the talk about God and focus on what is then then we'd have something then we could do away with all the preconditioned bias we have the notions about the Hindu God versus the Jesuit God versus the Jewish God versus the Buddhist God and so on and so forth. But God is too loaded of a word. It's it's got too much weight behind it. It's, It's too heavy. So what we have contended what we've rallied behind is having this notion To simply identify truth, to simply identify what is. And that is all that we need to do in order to attain and or see what others might call God. But in reality is only reality. And I use the word only loosely because to only have reality is to only have everything. And if you have everything, there's nothing that one needs. This is the goal of all individual form of being. To do away with itself, ultimately. But in a peaceful manner. In a way that sweeps oneself up with the tide of being or possibly more accurately the tide of non-being so that we could be nothing and everything all at once again that truly is the goal is to be let go but directed in that happening to retain and lose to all at the same time to gain everything by letting it slip away so 
again, we can do this. If we allow ourselves to see that the only thing necessary in our search is to attain reality and to attain truth. Because that is the power. So many philosophers, so many theories, so many practices in the old and modern world are built around attaining power for oneself. However, the kind of power that they seek is very different from true and real power. The true and real power of reality is something that most people never actually consider. They never actually even consider it, much less seek to attain it. And even if they could seek to attain it, they are so laden down by conceptualization that they would never begin to grasp it. So, it is our task to understand this reality, to get a clear notion of what is and how we might best attain it and keep it, because doing so is the path itself. It is power. It is everything we could possibly hope to obtain. And this is a different type of retaining. This is a different type of power than we are used to. It is not something that is individualistic but it is something that is unified through this marriage between ourselves and reality. And the kind of power that is obtained is more something akin to an explosion of happening when two forces act together more than a power that 
is held onto more than a, a power that is someone's some some individuals alone to keep it is more of a chain reaction it is more of an effect that can be felt as a ripple rather than as something that is administered and directed so again this is obtained through our own understanding because understanding is the key to everything comprehension is the way that we see it is the way more than we see it, more than we hear more than we walk it is the way that we are comprehension allows us to be and it allows what is to be with us. Many things have attempted to pollute this happening. All concepts work against this, whether conscientiously or not. All, con all conception, all concepts work to distance this reality from not only us, from all things. It looks to make reality obsolete, even though this can only happen if we choose it. And through conceptualization, we are choosing it. That is the importance of this war, is that our concepts have chosen to distance us from what is. And through that choosing, we have denied our truest selves But maybe what is more blasphemous, more hurtful, and altogether simply more incorrect. dangerous is that we have in doing so chosen against what we might in old language call God through our actions through our thoughts through our speech we have gone a different way And we need to regain our path, our freedom, because that is what the proper path gives us, is, is freedom, is 
again this power. However, conceptualization wants to take our power away from us. And it does it through setting up the false choice, the, the false scenery of choice. It makes us think that we have freedom and through that mirage it makes us believe that such a freedom is what we deserve and are able to live with and should live with given the fact that we are at least free to choose it or not and that all of our life is a choice except that this is false given the fact that conceptualization owns our very consciousness and it is that consciousness that allows us to truly choose if we keep it open and all of us, all of us given our good natures given our innocence we have all bought into the ideas of conceptualization we have all bought in to the notion that we are free when in fact we are as enslaved as we could possibly be by our own choices. We freely choose to keep ourselves in bondage and there is seemingly nothing that can break us out because we are at the very least unaware and at the very most Pathetic. But there is something that we can do. There is something that we can choose. There is something that we can see. But we have to make it our own in order to do this. That is where we begin, we begin to reclaim our stake. It is the 
catalyst of the final battle. And it is the key to unlocking every door. Again, we started the first battles of this long, long war. naming the thing, the tool of conceptualization that most hinders us. And what that is, is language. Because again, language determines the way that we think, which determines our actions, which becomes a cyclical movement for us. through speech, action, thought. One determines the other and births the other. But what we need to do in order to fight a fire with a fire is to take away the word of old language, the words of old language, and specifically the word God. To replace it, however, we need something new and fresh. And the word we have chosen is verity. Verity is what is. It is the birthplace of all phenomena. And it is the resting place of all action. It is what forms the forms. It, it is what gives power to being. It is where phenomena comes from and reverts to. It is in everything. In fact, if you approach things in the right way, you will see them as nothing but forms of verity. Verity comes from the prefix ver, V-E-R, I believe, which means truth. Which means what is, what is actual, a veritable truth. Very much so. The word very itself, even, means more than itself. And that's what things are. They are more than themselves. They are verities. Conception is an invariant. It is without verity. But verity is. Verity is what is. It is actual. It is the thing 
of all things, and yet it is nothing. It is not in any one place. It does not come from anything in particular. It is its own happening. It is reality. It is the thing that gives and takes. It is that which is life and death. It is the, the resting place, again, of, of all things in thought, form, idea. It is what happens. It is that which cannot be argued against because it is real and it is everywhere. Its reality cannot be disputed. It is what is real. In every phenomenological happening, verity exists. Verity leaves no interpretation. It is all action. It is movement. It is power, force. The thing that we talk about when we talk about God except in verity we have a clean slate we are clean slate both with the word and in our minds now what might happen if verity were to take hold well and become ubiquitous in the minds and consciousness of, of humanity, then we would need to keep it open as something that is not ever to be laden with a label as such. It is something that we must have as clean as not having an attribute like the Christian or Hindu gods or the Buddhist truths or all the other religions, all the other philosophies, all the other things that are attached. Verity stands alone. What is actual, what is real is always simply there. Any other attributes to it by us and are done so incorrectly. What verity is is something that can easily be identified. It can easily be seen. It is not mysterious. It is not far away. 
it is something that is right there in front of us, hence its own reality. Anything that we can experience has within it variance. Anything that is actual has within it verity. Anything that is true, undisputedly true, not because we think it to be true, not because we observe it to be true, but the actual truth. That is verity. Verity gives meaning to all the other relations just by its singular truth. By being a truth itself, it sets up all other phenomenological happening and gives rise to that happening. It is easy to see how one truth sets up so many others. In our book that we wrote something known and along with a famous Buddhist parable that D.T. Suzuki put forth so eloquently is that the one thing by its own existence, by it standing alone against all others, shows that it is in the others by merely standing against it. Because what the, what the one thing is has to be, has to have all the components of all those things that it stands against in order to be individual. It has to compose. And by, it has to compose itself out of all of these other things. So, the pebble stands against the tree. The two make up one another by their opposition to one another. What is the pebble and what is the tree are defined by all the things that the other is not, comprising the other. And the same is true with all variants, because in verity, with verity, I might say, Truth itself arises. Truth itself exists.
truth is given a life, and so are we. And so is everything. Verity is what gives. It is the womb. It is the cradle. It is the dark space from which all emerges and likewise reverts to however, however Verity needs to be powered by something and what it is powered by is Vim V-I-M we have Verity, V-E-R-I-T-Y, and Vim, V-I-M. Vim is Verity's conduit. Vim is the thing that gives animation. That is the energy. It is the true way. Verity is the father, the mother, the parent. Vim is the spirit. It is the, the offspring. It is the, the action. It is the thing that enables Verity to exist. You, this can be articulated best probably in one's own being if you look to define yourself it is a difficult thing to do who you are we all sense that we have some sort of identity but to say where that actually exists is a difficult thing at least conceptually so it is the same way with Verity and Vim Verity is something that is difficult to define, difficult to see, difficult to locate. Vim's notions are all around it and come actually to point back to Verity's, Vim's own reality, which is Verity. Much in the same way that our actions, what we do, what we think, how we feel, all of those things point back and comprise who we are as individuals. So, Vim, Vim is the animating force. Vim is, is force itself. Vim is power. Vim is energy. Vim also is what is. But Vim is truly something that we touch. Verity and Vim, at the end of the day, are one and the same. Um, one begets the other. Uh, it is similar to, although I hate to conflate it with directly a uh, sort of Trinitarian 
happening between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. However, it is worth noting that that is basically exactly what happens with them and Verity. Verity is the Father. And I, again, I, we've gone a whole <laughs> long while here speaking about how we can't begin to use or think, we, we need to wipe away the old notions um, and the old way of thinking however this analogy is going to go back to some of the oldest platonic Christian ways of thinking uh, which is the, which is the Trinity but it's it's the way that we might be able to best understand this. So, let us look at it as a trinity in which Verity is the Father, Vim is the Spirit, the interaction, the happening between. And the Son is us. It is what we bring to that trinity. And There is a certain genius in that description. Um, the Catholic Christian traditions have it very set up in a very different way than what we are speaking about here. For us, but so we understand it for us, we must realize that it is that. It is that. It is a Trinitarian kind of existence that puts us as individuals at the very center as a, a, another point in the triangle. Whereas the Christian Trinity has three figures that are not as familiar to us. Our movement here puts us on equal footing with the Godheads. And that is its power. In Christianity we have an implacable God that one we cannot really understand much less see. Or I should say see, much less understand. Whereas with Verity and Vim we are a part of the happening itself. We give power to those things in an equal distribution. 
all come together and work as one singular happening. Again, verity is truth. Verity is what it is. Verity is what is actual. Up until now, in our war, we have used the symbol as we are writing it out um, of six X's. X, 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 X. And that has, up to this point, meant truth, reality, what is, what is actual. And what is true, what is real, what is actual will always be a combination of verity, them, and our recognition of that happening. Reality dictates that it be known. Self by others but the others in this instance is also itself because reality cannot escape itself verity cannot be apart from itself whereas the power yes the power of conceptualization is that we can escape verity. And therefore, in an ironic statement, conceptualization can be a useful tool. However, not at the expense of our relinquishing our own place amongst the hierarchy. Through Verity and Vim, we are our fullest and most real selves. Through too much conceptualization, we become watered-down versions of our potential. But Verity and Vim help us be they help us achieve a true vision of ourselves. Verity is undeniable. Vim is the many manifests. Verity is that ultimate truth where Vim are the different energies operating on different waves.
different waves come to, again, comprise verity, come to comprise the reality, the truth. And then it is our relation to those things, our conscientiousness brought to our awareness, our understanding that is brought to that interplay between vim and verity that is of paramount importance because that puts into play and really also helps to acknowledge what truth is because all things need reflection all things need recognition we have become uh, at least locally <laughs> within this war we've become famous for understanding and recognizing that there is no thing without a recognition of that thing. That is, for a thing to be, it must be recognized. Something must be conscious of a thing in order for it to be. The validity of that statement is a variant. Is a, a veritability. We're going to have to check the language on variants and uh, variant and all these different uh, uh, names that we have for for verity. But it is a veri It is a veritability, and it is one of the most profound things. Um, that one can say philosophically just, and we don't mean to be taking, uh, it is not, we are not the only ones who have, who have said this, mind you. Um, several different philosophies and religions uh, point to this truth as well. Once again, we understand that you cannot have it happening, you cannot have a thing without something being aware of it. It says quite a bit uh, about the truth of what old language might call God's existence. But again, we are not concerned with God's existence. We are only concerned with verity. And verity cannot be denied existence, not because we have philosophically or scientifically proven it, but because 
It is what is. Leaves on the trees are veritabilities. The wind is a veritability. Ideas are veritabilities. seasons, the planet, the stars, speech, emotion, all these are veritabilities, but really what they are, are variants of variants. <laughs> they are varying degrees of verity. Those varying degrees are really vim. It is, they are expressions of verity. Vim is the expression, it is the spirit, it is the, it is the thing that reaches out to us and touches us, and it is how we communicate through to verity. Verity is the brain, vim is the limb. We are the other. To, to be, to be truly in touch with Verity, we must realize that we communicate at all times with it through Vim. Vim is what points to us uh, and we point back through it to Verity. It is the, the wire between our tin can telephones of phenomena and idea and thought Everything is a veritability because everything is vim. So everything is a finger of verity. Verity, vim is easy to identify. Because it is truly everywhere, it is everything. But we need to understand that when we acknowledge and work with them, we are creating veritabilities. We are creating verity. Verity is what is created when we are conscious, when we are caressing, when we act with reality, when we conscientiously act with them. So, one might understand that through the 
laden conceptualizations that our minds have been so heavily burdened under. We have distanced ourselves quite a ways from the acts of vim and verity. Conceptions, as we have said for so long, are invariants, they're, they're untruths, or as we can call them, invariants. They're without verity. Unvariants. So, we need to understand that Verity is something that we hold within us. It is a power that we not only have, but a power that we give and are energized by simply through caressing. That is what caressence is. It is that thing which creates the matrimony between the theomen conscious, caressant individual and them which leads it to verity. And again, please let's not confuse ourselves with them and verity, the, the distinctions there, because they are the same thing. And to separate them is conceptual step, um, however it is, uh, again, a, a happening which is uh, tantamount to a fire fighting a fire. Um, we use the tools that we have um, and repurpose them. And that is the whole point of Verity and Vim, is that we have the tools of language Because they are so burdened, we are simply reusing other words um, and repurposing those words so that it opens up a space within our consciousness so that we can more accurately reflect and see and uh, understand the reality itself. Because again, that is the point. Is to understand reality. It is the point of all of life, of all of happening everywhere. Everything that we do moves us closer to 
that comprehension. Time itself is an expression. It is the field which allows our comprehensions to play out. It is the plane upon which we dance with Verity in order to understand it all the better. Time is the unfolding of Verity. It is the unfolding. It is Vim acting against, with, for, in, through itself. It is Vim and Vim. Being Vim. Creating Vim. Killing Vim. Creating Verity. Everywhere we look is a Verity. Everywhere. Everything we do and touch, we create Verity as much as it creates us. That is, this is the precise point of the triangulation. How we are and who we are, where we are, all depends on the process of them. denying it. The ground beneath our feet, the ideas in our head, even though they might be laden with conception, the fact that we have a mind, our minds are verity, put it that way, our minds are verity, our ideas may be bogged down with conception. The mind is the field. The concepts are the weight. We try and understand Verity through concepts, and this has been our problem. Verity cannot be understood through concepts. Verity cannot be understood through concepts. Verity is not something that we understand. Verity is something that we act with. Verity, I should say, because Verity is what we are. So, we need to understand what we are in order how do, we, how do we understand what we are? We simply be. We act. We do. And there is nothing that we really need to do in order to have this happening unfold. Because it simply is. 
much in the same way there's nothing we need to do to understand verity. It simply is. It's our conceptualization that hampers us, that gets in the way, that pulls us apart. Verity is right there. Verity is the truth. Verity is the actual. Verity is the sound. It's the, the voice. It's the song of being. It is the hand of time. It is the cradle of phenomena. We, we are already with it. There's nothing we need to do. There's no place we need to go. Nothing we need to think about. It's right there for us. Because it is right there. There is no philosophical comprehension. There is no religious understanding that we need to attain. There is no attainment in verity. Vim allows us true freedom and not the freedom that we think we have with conceptualization, not the freedom that we believe we choose, because there is no choice in verity. Verity is choiceless. You act with verity whether or not you like it. Verity is the undeniable being. It is the undeniable happening. It is what is. Vim is the indicator of. It is that thing that points to. Vim is the form. Verity is the birther and the undertaker. Vim is the carriage. Verity is the road. Conceptual, conceptualized minds have removed us from the, this entire happening and have gotten away from simply seeing. Verity asks us to silence those minds in order to simply be with. Because being being with is fundamentally the most important thing. The being with, the caressence. Being with them is caressence. If we are with them, if we are with reality, with the happening, with the phenomenological experience, what have you, then we caress and understand and, and, and are able to see and reflect upon and come into union with verity. It is not a coming to God happening. There is no 
God as we understand it to be. God is not dead, as many famous philosophers have claimed or sustained. God was never born. Verity is. Verity is us. We are the reflection. And vice versa. Verity reflects us. We see what Verity creates. And we create Verity itself and give it back to itself. Our creation redoubles Verity. And Verity goes on through them to create more. Of itself, of us, of consciousness. Verity is a kind of consciousness. Not a kind, I mean, it's, consciousness is a product of the interaction between ourselves and Vim. Vim might be more accurately described as that conscious reflectant, that thing that redoubles, that allows, that is the vehicle that allows us to, to look at. In Vim we have that certain quality, the quality of quality itself. Vim is quality, Vim is it, which defines, which points, which colors, which tunes. It defines the relation between ourselves and Verity. becomes that platform and the platform is then given a use through our uh, interaction with it as individuals. We interact fulfill Vim's purpose by acknowledging it and by by interacting. So we need to again realize that the word God of old language is something that needs to be cast away. Verity allows us that platform 
tune our act with and, and do away with the word God while keeping the meaning but bringing it closer and bringing us as individuals into the necessary for and relationship between it and, and all things. We, we must see that it is absolutely necessary for us to, to exist. That we are the powering element of verity. We are, we are the product and the product, much like the pebble and the tree, has to define the thing. It is, it is just another portion of that being. But verity is, is difficult because verity has being and non-being. Because of its non-being, it is able to birth being. Because of, much like the pebble in the tree, because it has no form, it is able to create form. Because it has no eyes, it sees everything. In verity, something in our hand, not ready to it, not as a tool. Vim is more the tool. Verity is the actual, the power from which the tool draws from. If, if Vim is a, is a tool, it draws its power from Verity. Verity is, in, is not the battery, per se. It is the force that the battery generates in order for the tool to operate. But Verity is right here with us. As is Vim. But Verity, in old languages, so esoteric. It is so far off, distant, uh, difficult, to, impossible to understand, difficult to communicate with. Verity is right here. Verity is something, again, that we are, that we, that we give to, and that gives directly to us without a go-between. Yes, <laughs> we've mentioned how Vim is sort of the go-between, and it is, but, but Vim is, is the agent of, of that real thing, and again, Vim and Verity are, are really the same things, what, what is the tool without the power that generates it, right, 
With Verity, we need nothing. We can act directly with it and always do, in fact. For with Verity, we become our true selves. important that we define what it is here. Um, and it is important that we make it our own. So it's something that is untouched by old language, so it's something that it is clean of conceptualization. But we have to understand its importance as something deific, something that is deified, as a deity. Um, equally as important is that we understand it as something that is very human and again something usable, something that we actually truly have and can use and can work with and is present and something we can speak directly with, not just to, with. We can have a conversation with it, something that interacts because it is what it is. It is the real. It is something that you tinker with, you toy with, you make with your own hands with your own mind something that you see with your own eyes something that you hear singing to you feel carrying you you smell it you taste it you live and breathe it it is the breath and it gives you life Strangely enough, vice versa. Don't ever underestimate your own importance in this world. Don't ever underestimate the significance that you have, the power that you have. Don't you see, don't you understand it? That because the very happening of your own existence because you are here you get to manipulate verity and that creates verity that creates reality and you are a part of that and what you do is consequential And you do have a choice. Yes, we've noticed, noted that through conception, it gives us the mirage of choice. However, if we are interacting, 
if we are caressing, if we are conscious, verity empowers us and allows us to choose truly in a manner in which we are not only free but where we form freedom itself, where we birth freedom. We come into contact with Verity's potential for freedom and give that to the world, give that to ourselves. And again, in that, there is power in that creation. There is power. we create we have a great responsibility to form what it is to choose how we create and in what ways so we have to Choose very, very wisely. Be very careful of the choices that we make. Because our choices create reality. It influences verity itself. Here, it influences vim. It influences the way in which them expresses and acts. In our war, we are just fighting through things. In our lives, we are just fighting through things. And that's what this is. It's a fight. It's a fucking war. Ugly and tiresome. And it weighs heavy on everyone. But it's the only way the conceptualization can survive. And if it can't survive, it wants to kill us along with it. And how will it do that? Verity. 
and overtaking it. Again, our war is the greatest war because it is for existence. Not existence of a species or a people or a way of life. It is for life itself as a totalitarian happening. is a gift. And we must take care of it. We are its stewards. We are Verity's stewards. And so we have to channel our vim. We've got to make sure that we in the right way, conscientiously, coercently. Through that operation, we will see that we can not only win this war, We win Verity at the same time, and we become Theoman, and a Theoman is that which acts at all times with Verity, and to, at all time to act with Verity at all times. Conscientious of acting with Verity at all times is, is the goal. We act with Verity at all times regardless. But when we are unconscious of it, we forego that caressence, and that's when conceptualization slips in and eats us, devours us with Verity, with caressence. That can't happen, because no matter what we choose, no matter what we do, we will see it for what it is. And even if that action, even if that thought, even if that speech is incorrect, we can't turn it around. We can change an invariant into something that is a veritability. That is a veritable truth. exists, and we exist along with it eternally. Don't think, you religious people, that your existence goes on for all the eons and pantheons of time. You choose that existence, and right now, 
through so many of our choices. We are not alive at all. Again, we are batteries for conception. We just, we're the hosts for the parasites of ideas that have invaded us. Verity is the cleanser. Verity is the soap. It is the antidote to that which ails us. conceptualization is wiped away. Verity cannot stand when faced with even excuse me, conceptualization cannot stand with e when faced with even a glimmer of verity. As there is not room for both. And finally, we come to the realizations that we are truth. We will acknowledge once and for all and solidify our own importance in the hierarchy being itself and come to know and understand that we are royal and it is a bloodline given to us by verity we are more than ourselves just as all things are more than themselves because of Verity. Verity is the final thing, the only thing, the real thing, is the thing we have been looking for and to keep it, to name it, to have it, to hold it, and to let it be. To see in our conceptual minds the importance of naming it of calling it and calling out to it gives us a power greater than any we could have ever known or imagined. Because it is not a power, it is a power that is so great that we can't even direct it per se, but we can only ride its currents. them is to ride a dragon and we have to watch our actions and our thoughts and we have to get rid of those intentions 
concepts have put into our minds that further only the individual. Verity is that thing which connects all. It does away with intention just like it does with all dualistic notion. Verity is Verity does and Verity is what we want both to be and to have and what wants us in its presence. Verity is